Welcome to the My Rules of Ed podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. It's quite astonishing to think about everything that has happened since I recorded the last podcast. To say I'm catatonically exhausted, which I've used in previous podcast recordings, and I may have been catatonically exhausted then, kind of underestimates what's gone on in the past six weeks. There have been so many things that have occurred, so many things have been delayed, so many things have been set back. It's just been a solid fight for the past six weeks, including little punctuations like some idiot in the neighbourhood decided with his four-year-old child in tow to smash our car window up with a brick. In fact, he threw the brick at a number of windows before he finally found his mark, and in fact threw the brick around his four-year-old. It's quite extraordinary that his four-year-old wasn't hit. But that, I think, is just an example of one of many things that has happened. I am currently talking to you from San Jose without any of my recording equipment, without anything. I'm, in fact, sitting in a partially furnished house that has no utensils, has no heating, has a variety of different things, while I wait for the second set of movers, who do not have a date yet, to take the remainder of our stuff. I quite ironically narrated in the last podcast recording that I had a number of boxes of books. Well, apparently these boxes of books were too heavy to take together with our household items. And because it was all down to me waiting here, the only person that was actually losing anything was probably me, I nominated that my boxes of books go on to Las Vegas so they could sit calmly and hopefully safely in a new abode while the abode that I currently live in undergoes the last manifestations of its escape from Barbalay. I think in general, I was just really overly optimistic. In fact, my wife and I have gone through a series of points where we've very candidly discussed how this thing has gone wrong methodically, like what choices were made at certain circumstances which were just wrong. Behind all of this is the loan officer who delayed us getting our house in Vegas till the very last day. In fact, we got her manager's manager involved in the last couple of days to finally see our loan go through. No thanks to this particular individual. The new normal in the US just means that things that used to fail about 20% of the time now fail about 70% of the time. And you've just got to work your way through whatever's failing at any given time. Like, for example, the removal of a van guy just had a bad day. You know, there's really probably no reason he couldn't have taken all the furniture. He just decided, hey, I'm going to make a big deal out of this thing. And even though the van's a third full, I'm going to say I'm not going to take any more stuff. That's just the new normal. Anyway, let's talk about rules. Let's talk about a couple of really interesting things that have come up. So in the last recording, I made reference to a YouTuber who does walking videos through London and surrounds. And I've since sold him on the idea that a number of his walks could actually be adventures in my new... Ah, yes, the roads are still the roads, yeah. It could be adventures in my new Dark Age game. So I've gotten him on board in a very interesting way, where a number of his walks actually become adventures. And this is something that I'm working on the early phase, as I've said, after I'd been jumped into the street gang of parenthood. We would reconnect and uh, join up the gaps associated with this idea. But I think it's a really fascinating idea to take an existing body of work and then translate it into, you know, role-playing game scenarios. I also found the Britannia rule system while I was packing. In the last few days, actually, literally, one of the last boxes I got my hands onto to repack into smaller boxes, uh, had the Britannia rule system in it, and it was just stunning to me. This is a work that I did when I was, I don't know, 11 to 13, 
and just the writing, just the sheer volume of text, it all in cursive, handwritten pencil. I mean, if you were to capture the youth of Tom, age, you know, whatever, 11 to 13, just astonishing. I mean, just absolutely astonishing, particularly for an adult looking at it. Just like everything was kind of codified. Everything had percentages associated with it. You could create a universe out of percentile dice. Down to really intimate details associated with interpersonal kind of family relationships and, you know, how villages operated financially and all these kind of things. I remember talking with Chris Abbott in the Spurry podcast about what it took to make these kind of universe books. And I think it really is just fascinating to me. Not just the level of detail. In fact, it's actually the level of obscure detail which makes this thing just astonishing. And as a reference to find in the process of starting a new game based on a similar setting, I think absolutely, you know, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. If you want to see a few photos associated with said book, it's on the My Rules Better Facebook page. A good excuse, perhaps, to join said Facebook page. In addition, and this is something that I I often look at uh, Barney, for example, Barney Dicker, an occasional uh, participant, uh, you know, long-term friend of the podcast, and just think it's amazing that he has these kind of spiderweb of connections now. I'm not sure how he got it. I mean, I think Anchor seems to be the platform for uh, incidental RPG podcasts. Without question, I stupidly didn't jump on that bandwagon. I just decided to record podcasts like I'd always recorded podcasts. But what interests me through Barney's eclectic you know, set of connections is the ability to, you know, some groups doing a Kickstarter, some groups doing something for, and, you know, Barney just participates. I am concerned, however, that the alluvial playroom's rules might be lost in all of this. And I, I wanted to say it publicly. I can't actually download Barney's most recent podcast for some technical reason, but... Uh, Maybe he's addressing that in his most recent podcast. Because I think Alluvial Plains, it'd be nice to get a beefy, right? <laughs> there's a few more iterations to get it a bit beefier. And I think also there's, there's a rule system and then there's the rules. I think there's a distinction between just playing, you know, a rule system, which is the raw nuts and bolts, the mechanics of a game. And then you have the rules as, as the game, which is with all the you know, additional... Uh, there are terms for these things. If I had a brain that worked, I'd be fluff, for want of a better term. The additional fluff that you put into, you know, create the environment and, and these kind of things. And I think certainly the fluff component is is what really needs to be added in great... Great fluffiness needs to be added to your place. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what direction Barney takes it. And I'm probably going to be out for the count uh, for a good portion of that time. But I did want to say... Through my eclectic collection of, of, of miscreants that I've assembled through, you know, the past few years, I'm hoping to be on the ground floor of a miniature company. And I'm hoping to be on the ground floor for a few reasons, because I want to be the kind of rules writer and chief of said company, but also because I think there's a huge amount of untapped talent. So I'm working this thing through. No names, no, no nothing as yet. Uh, but the ability to have you know, ranges of figures and rules based on them. And I think there's there's a dynamic here of kind of green skins, chaos, ooze, funk, you know, this kind of stuff. I think there's a dynamic here where some interesting miniature ranges could be very palatable, let's just say that. So I'll put that little footnote there. 
no doubt to be continued when I get back to being conscious once again. Oh, some other news, some other news. So, yeah, I think the lead pile's basically not even a topic anymore. Um, Roachy Roach was going through the last lot of painted miniatures. I did get the World War II figures back in 20mm and 28mm, and absolutely stunning. It makes me realise, actually, that I think 20mm, and I know this because it's been a majority scale for World War II up until bolt action, but I think it is just a really good scale for World War II. You know, the vehicles are the right size, the miniatures are the right size, it's not Flames of War tiny. It's in really the gap between, you know, Flames of War and, and Bolt Action. And, yeah, they just, it works together beautifully. So, if I have a few minutes in the next two years, I've got to put together some rules for that. I think the main thing is the history and just getting the history right. I know when Games Workshop put out a World War II game that became Chain of Command, is that right? So it became Chain of Command anyway. They didn't put enough time into the history and the, you know, the uh, rivet counters, for want of a better term were not particularly pleased with the GW offering. So, you know, I've got to be I've got to be careful of the rivet counters if I try to write a rule system for the Second World War. So that caveat of care. And I think the you know, the Dark Age game is one where I can say it's it's fantastic, right? It's not it's not based on history, it's based on a perception of history, for want of a better term. Hmm. Let's see how that one rides. Anyway, I had to get some audio out. I just had to get some audio out to prove that I was alive and moderately sane and surviving through this thing with the view that maybe I'll get a podcast out. I'm hoping to get a podcast out from Las Vegas. And then the parental leave period. And my hope is that, um, you know, Barney Dicker and maybe Chris Abbott and maybe others that I've chatted with historically, I'll be able to do periodic chats with maybe at some stage. Who knows? Returning to that format for this particular recording. Tom Barbelay, still in San Jose, signing out.